glad that you are here with us again. I am with Dustin McCain, and we are building the perfect leader. We're talking uh-huh. about characteristics of leadership. And so far, we've got vision, strategic thinking, um, the humility to know yourself and know who you're not, sure. know who you need to bring on your team. Um, and then we started talking about character. Right. And I think what character is to me is that the people who know me the best respect me the most. Sure. That's always kind of been my definition for character. It's like my wife who knows me intimately, my kids who know me intimately, what do they think of me? Right. I know myself intimately. What do I think of me? Right. You know, the man in the mirror test. Yeah. And someone sent me that a long time ago, that poem of the man in the mirror right. and that type of thing. But but that's an, an exercise actually that I'll do often. And not every day. I was in I went through a stage of life where I was doing it every day mm-hmm. when I was trying to make a certain change in my life physically. Um, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, but um just looking at myself in the mirror and like how often do we really do that? Right. And just who am I becoming? And not shooting for perfection, but just that progress. Am I the the father? And I I I, I want to be. Am I becoming that? Yeah. Am I the um, the husband I want to be? It's funny. I actually had a moment with with Ben. Uh, ben is my youngest child, and um, I had on my heart to just do a one on one trip with him. And we went up to Minneapolis, Minnesota random place because there was a game that night and uh, I took him to see the Minnesota Timberwolves play the Boston Celtics and just like a two day trip. And we had a moment where it was a late flight and, and the pool, the hotel there had an indoor pool is heated and that kind of thing. Sure. So I thought, well, we'll take a swim before the flight. And I'm in the, the pool swimming with Ben. He's got my undivided attention and I had a moment that was, was spiritual for myself and I just like, it's wet. So he couldn't see it because he just thinks it's water, but I was crying. Yeah. And I'd realized that like in my life and I'm not there in every area, but in this area of my life, I'm the man I always wanted to be. Yeah. And that's character. Right. And that came through some of those mirror exercises of like when, when, when my kids were young, I didn't really know how to father. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us don't. <laughs> None of us did, <laughs> right. <laughs> We've never done yeah. this before. And, you know, that kind of thing. And so um, I really would look, and I, I noticed that for me, one of the things I've always had to grow in is patience. Mm-hmm. And I'm a teacher by nature. I'm a pastor by nature. Um, and so with children, sometimes that would, would play out of I wouldn't be as patient or I wouldn't be as kind. I would always be teaching the lesson and not listening to what lesson do they need. And, you know, all those types of things and not as much grace Mm -hmm. and that type of thing. And I noticed like through some of those mirror things of just looking in the mirror um, and being like, who do you want to be as a man? What do you want to be known for Mm -hmm. as a father? When, when your kids and asking those questions while looking at myself in a mirror, it maybe that is strange. I don't know, but it worked. Sure. And it began to, I saw things modified in me that, that kind of built a deeper character where I genuinely would feel like the people who would, who know me the best would respect me the most. And, and have that kind of heart. And so for me, when I'm building a leader, I think characters is one of the, the things that are just non-negotiable in that area. No doubt about it. You know, I remember something you said, it's probably been eight years ago now, 
Um, but I remember specifically you were talking about, you know, when do people respect you more when they first meet you or do they respect you more a year after they meet you? In other words, do they have you on a pedestal from right. the outside looking in or do they have you on a pedestal from the inside looking out? And, uh, I, you know, it just stuck with me that, you know, I don't want people to look at me from afar and go, you know, appreciate who I am. I want people to look at me close up and appreciate who I am. My family, my friends, the people that truly know me um, and know who I am as a person, what my heart really looks like, not what everybody thinks it looks like. We all live in a world today where we put our highlight reels, you know, in front of everybody. And that shouldn't be the most important part of who we are is what we show. It ought to be truly who we really are and the people that know us ought to be the most impressed, not the people that you're showing your highlight reel to, yes. in my opinion. And, and I'm, I'm not there yet, by the way, but it's, <laughs> it preaches good on Sunday morning. <laughs> but I would say, like, I know some people who people would look at and be like, man, they're a great leader sure. and have seen a lot of success. Sure. They, it's, it's shown up economically. Yep. But the people who they're around right. uh, intimately, um, it's not as strong. And out of that, they don't enjoy life. Yeah. And I think there's this myth of like, if I made a certain amount of money or if I got a certain position or if I got a certain title, then I would be happy. Yeah. And if I got strong leadership that just made a difference, then I would be happy. But like, I've seen anything but that of like, if you, if you get there yeah. into those places, but you don't have this, there's a soul erosion that takes place that like genuinely none of these other things can be enjoyed. Yeah. Until because this element that's when that there. person felt like they would be happy. They yes. weren't happy in the process. Um, and, and so they got that and they realized they brought themselves with them, yeah. right? They're the same person tomorrow that they were yesterday. And I think, you know, part of growth is becoming the person daily that you want to be. Everybody, I, I feel like you know, I'm typecasting. I think most people believe there's going to be this magical moment in life where they just arrive and everything's okay. And that day is today. We're arriving daily. And if you can't That's be good, happy Dustin. today, you're not going to be happy yes. tomorrow when you arrive at some mystical place that you've visioned. You've got to be happy building the vision every single day. Uh, you got to find something to be happy about, something to focus on that brings you joy. Because I can assure you, if you get wherever there is, you're still the same person that you were building along the way. Yes. I like it. So we've got those four things, vision, yep. strategic thinking, knowing your grace and hiring for everything else. <laughs> <laughs> building a strong team yep. um, for character. What else would we look for for building a leader? Man, um, you know, past character, um, I don't know where you go from there. I mean, you, you've got the guy with vision. You've got, we talked about patience. Um, he needs a bit of counselor. She needs a, a bit of counselor for him. I think, you know, as a leader, we feel like we're going to cast these visions. We're going to set great examples. We're going to have all these metrics and the people are just going to do what you need them to do. And they're not going to have any issues. And what I find is, I'm as much counselor as I am anything yeah. else in my world. Yeah. Um, you know, life is not always easy and uh, people can sometimes find themselves in a position that they never planned to be. And often if you're an effective leader, you will be the first person 
that they look to for advice. Yes. Uh, if you're the, the man or the woman that you just described, where people see you as someone with good character, um, they're going to naturally gravitate towards you when things are a mess. And so I think it's important with, with all the other attributes that we talked about, if you also have such a heart for people that you can give wise counsel when they need it the most. Yes. And honestly, I think that's where where leaders can really separate themselves is in those moments of people are at their lowest. They've made a mistake or somebody in their life has made a mistake and you know they, they simply truly don't know what direction to turn. So they turn to you as their leader to guide them through the personal issues in life. And I think when that starts happening, you can look in the mirror and go, okay, maybe this thing's working. Maybe yeah. I am the man or the woman that that uh, that I'm trying to become because people are now coming to me not only with how do I get to the next level in business, but how do I get to the next level in life or mm -hmm. with my son or daughter or wife or husband or whatever the case may be. Um, I think there's got to be a little bit of counselor mixed in because if you're doing the leadership part right, you're going to get the opportunity to counsel on a very regular basis. I like that. I, I, I genuinely couldn't agree more. Um, years ago, I was at a pastor's convention. I met a pastor that I always wanted to meet. Um, I've always respected his church and we just kind of hit it off. It was just, he was, you know, probably 20 years my senior. And I always look for that of sure. like, I want that counsel. Yeah. And I do look for that at leader. It's sure. like, have you walked through this season of life and what would you do? What yeah. did you do when you did? And, and to, to look for that. So we just connected and we talked and we were around each other a good bit. It was kind of one of these things where it wasn't just like sit in a session, but it was like open discussion and then meals and lunches and that kind of thing. And so he heard me talk a lot about my staff and he heard me talk to my staff on the phone and those kinds of things. Yeah. And he pulled me aside at the end of it. And he's like, you try to make everybody your buddy. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, everybody, you're like, thanks, bud. Hey, bud. He's like, you do not need to be their buddy. You need to be their pastor. Right. And the role that they need you to be in their life is the role of their pastor, right. not their buddy. And um, so then at the end, he pulled me aside and he's like, I like you. And I'm like, I like you too. He's like, anything you ask for, the answer is yes. And I'm like, anything? He's like, yes, because he, he said, I know you, you wouldn't ask for it if you thought it would strain me, yeah. it would hurt me or put too big of pressure on me. You wouldn't ask for it. So anything you ask me for, the answer is yes. And he said, but remember, I'm not your buddy. And I said, okay, but I'm like, what if I asked you to be my buddy? <laughs> <laughs> he said anything. Yeah, that's right. So he laughed. But I always remembered that, that in that role, people need me. Like, it's great if, if I'm a leader and I'm liked, or I can be one of the guys sure. or one of the girls or sit back and, right. uh, you know, be with them in that setting. But there is, if I'm a leader, they have to be able to receive counsel from me. Yep. And as soon as they believe that they cannot receive counsel from me yeah. about life, I my leadership will be diminished Absolutely. big time. And so for me, like becoming an example financially, becoming an example with my health, becoming an example with my marriage, with my family, with my kids, all of that kind of thing matters because I know I will have to pastor not just people, but my staff. 
in a lot of these areas too. And so I need to be able to, to coach. I need to be able to give guidance in that area, which means I, I need to take my, my life as far as I can in those areas too and open myself up to counseling guidance to be able to do that. But I, I think coming to that place where if I'm a leader, I understand I am a counselor. Sure. I am a coach. I am a pastor yep. uh, for the, the people I'm leading. It's yeah. absolutely a quality. Yeah. I think it's the same way in the business world, you know, take church away from it. I, I think if business leaders understand that and understand people need that. And oftentimes, you know, people may be unchurched and they may be looking for somebody for that type of advice and for for the leaders that that, you know, know the Lord and can be that light in the marketplace. I think it just sets you apart. Um, And and it's an area that, that, you know, can't be replaced. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so for a perfect leader, we've got their coach. Uh, They've got strong character. They've got vision, they're strategic thinking, they're strategic thinker. They know how to get from point A to point B. Anything we feel like, I guess courage would be one of those things. You better have it every yeah. single And day. I think that comes with vision. Yeah. But I know as a leader, for me, I've had to face a lot of fear. Sure. The fear of like, am I good enough? Will I be received? Will I be liked? The fear of setting a metric of like setting a projected goal that we're going to hit blank yeah. uh, and like to shoot for it. But I think if I'm building a leader, I think I have to put courage kind of in there, like that conviction that sure. it can be done and I will step out and I will make it happen. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on courage or? Yeah, as I mentioned, when you first when you first said the word, you, you better have it and you better have it every single day. You know, you, you mentioned, you know, your morning routine and how you get ready for the day and, you know, time alone with the Lord. And, you know, I think that's that's required every single day of your life. And that's going to build courage, you knowing who you are in, in the Lord and and knowing, you know, that people are looking at you all day, every day to see how you handle the situation. And it takes courage to know that you're in that seat, mm-hmm. um, that, that you are the example. Oftentimes you are the standard and you got to live up to it every single day. And that in and of itself takes courage. Yeah, I like it. And you said something there that I think is helpful for every person to understand, even if you're not the leader, mm-hmm. but genuinely every day you are being looked at. No doubt. Uh, you're being looked at by your fellow teammates. You're being looked at by your leader. You're being looked at by your direct report. You're being looked at by God. The eyes of the Lord yep. run to and to fro, and fro to see he, who he can show himself strong upon. Um, you know, that kind of thing. And to live with that type of, of knowledge and to live with that conviction of heart yeah. of, of knowing, like, if I come and I give great customer service, it is only a matter of time before I get promoted like, or someone sure. sees me. I, I've been in certain places where I'm like, I will hire you. Yeah. Uh, like I've got a position for you on my team like, based off of what you're showing here, that kind of thing. So, I, you know, I, out of that, of understanding that and, and walking in a way that is not trying to be people pleasing in right. that. But I think that's even the heart of what Paul was saying is like, no matter where you're at, do your work is unto the Lord. Right. If the Lord was your client, if the Lord was your employee, if the Lord was watching what you were making, how much excellent would you do it with? Well, do it that way and sure. good things will happen to you. Yeah. 
And I may add one more. You know, we talked about grace and recognizing people's grace or what they're good at and what they were given. But also, I'd also go the other way with grace. Is as a leader, you've got to understand that people are going to miss it. Yeah. And, and you know, yes, we talk about having high expectations. We talk about wanting the best and performing the best and all that fun stuff. But at the end of the day, as you well know, you got a lot of employees or whatever the case may be. You got kids. People are going to make a mistake, and you've got to have a level of grace to say, you know what. You missed it. It's okay. We budget for that. Here's what you need to do differently next time. Not everything's a big deal. And uh, as organizations grow, uh, the smaller, the big deals become small deals. And you you, you have to understand that, you know, people are going to make mistakes and it's going to be okay. Now, there are some big ones you can't look past, uh, but for the most part, uh, your people knowing that you do have a measure of grace and that not everything's a huge deal. You're not going to overreact. Uh, it gives them that much more courage and comfort knowing that they can come to you when they do make a mistake. You can coach them through it and, uh, you know, they're going to come out the other side better off than they were before. Yeah. How do, how do you balance that where people aren't afraid of you Sure. to like come and admit that they like they don't know how yeah. they're missing some of the strategic thinking and they need to know how sure. or they have made a mistake. And instead of just trying to cover it up, it's like, help me with this. How do you how, how do you as a leader break that fear barrier? With you them? know, I, I think I failed as a leader if any of my employees are afraid of me in any way, shape, form or fashion. Um you know, we talked earlier that you can have any conversation in the world. You know, it's not it's not what you say, it's how you say it, right? And I think there's so much to be said in the way we communicate with people. You can be brutally honest with somebody and tell them exactly what they did wrong. But if you do it from a heart of compassion or you do it from a place of just, just wanting them to do better, then it comes across totally different than if, you know, you just want them to know your boss and, and they better do it better next time. There's just so many different ways to handle that. And I think being a uh, an effective communicator has a lot to do with it. Your body language, you know, how you receive people. Um, you can be, you can hold people accountable and not be harsh. And uh, I, I don't want to, I don't ever want one of my employees to be afraid of me. And, and I don't even know that I'm effective at answering the question because I, if, if I have an employee that's scared of me, I, I'm missing it big time, in my opinion. Yeah. What do you look for when you're bringing people onto your team? Like, are there just certain things you're looking for that if they have blank, it's like, yes, you'll be a cultural fit? Yes. And that goes back to character. As, 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 and it's so hard to interview for. Um, you know, I say it all the time. You can't interview work ethic, right? Um, luckily, and I don't even, I don't know if this is legal, but we have uh, this thing called, <laughs> Wait. <yeah. laughs> but you can get to know somebody pretty well online before they ever work yeah. in your office. So yeah. you can learn a lot about people before they arrive. Yeah. Uh, you do the Facebook interview. And, and for people who do not understand this, if you don't think your employers are not, our potential employees are employers are not looking yeah. at your social media. Yeah. You're I can mistaken. promise you they are. Yeah. Uh, I've learned so much about people before they ever walk in my office. Um, and, and I try to ask questions that lead to the character answer. Right. You know, one of my favorite questions in an interview is tell me something about yourself that maybe I can't ask you about, but you wish I knew that five <laughs> minutes from now, five minutes from now, uh, the interview's over and you look back and you go, man, I sure do wish Dustin knew this about me. 
And you'd be shocked at some of the answers I get. It's probably one of the toughest interview questions I ask, honestly, because it always catches people off guard. Sure. And they have to take a moment and, you know, it's not your typical, you know, tell me what you're good at or tell right. me where you struggle and all that stuff. No, tell me who you are. Yeah. Tell me who you are. And normally that will take somebody to the place of me knowing a whole lot about their character. Um, and so that's really what I'm looking for, because when you talk about culture, it's always coming back to character. Right. Um, and, and that's that's what I'm looking for in the interview is who is this person really? Not not who are they trying to project? Who do they want me to think they are? I don't care about all that. I want to truly know who they are once I get to know them. Am I going to be glad they're on my team? Are they going to re represent us well? Or am I going to be embarrassed at what they're p posting on social media? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I like it. Well, I, I think we built a pretty good leader. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I'm sure there's so many other things. Let me ask you this as we close, you know, on leadership. Are there any books or resources that you think people need to get a hold of or certain things that they need to, to read uh, for leadership? You know, of course, John Maxwell is kind of sure. like a leadership guru. Um, you know, that kind of thing. He's got a, a lot of stuff. I, I really like his developing the leader in you book for this kind of thing for leadership. Sure. Um, anything that comes to mind, podcast or books or yeah. any of that kind of stuff? Um, you know, it won't, it won't shock you when I say this, you know, the answer to the test when you ask the question, I'm a huge Anthony Robbins fan. Uh, I, I believe that, uh, I believe that he does a really good job getting an individual to understand yourself and who they are. And I, once you can understand yourself and how you make decisions, then I believe you can, you can begin to, to impact others. Um, so he's always kind of my go-to staple from a leadership standpoint. I think you need to attend Word of Life Church. Uh, I think that's a great place to, to go. Uh, I, I tend to like that guy. Uh, the pastor does a, a good job of teaching on leadership. And uh, I think regardless of, you know, the author or regardless of the pastor or regardless of the, the, the podcast you're listening to, it needs to be growth oriented. You know, yeah. we can spend all of our time scrolling mindlessly through Facebook or Instagram. But if you were to take that time and jump into Proverbs, or if you were to take that time and jump into any, you know, successful leadership uh, oriented or self-help uh, book, you're going to grow. And, you know, I, Keep that before your eyes, you, yep. you know, um, is, is what I would tell anybody. Find somebody that you like that speaks to you. It may not be Anthony Robbins. It might not be John Maxwell. But uh, if they're morally and ethically sound and they speak to you, uh, man, chew You like them. what they put on social media. <laughs> <laughs> chew through as much of their material as you yeah. can, you know. Now, there's a book that came up when you were talking about that. It's called Who Moved My Cheese? Yeah. It's an easy, simple book. Um, but that's literally so many leadership principles are in there. It's talking about how to lead through change, how to initiate change. Um, I just read two, the, my two favorite books I read recently on leadership, a book called Multipliers and a book called My Next Five Moves. Yeah. Uh, or I think it's called Your Next Five Moves. Um, so, but out of that, like both of those I'm rereading, Your Next Five Moves, I, this is my third time going through it great book of just, you know, kind of basic leadership principles and how to initiate a culture that brings action. Um, so there's a, a lot of books out there, a lot of podcasts out there. Craig Groeschel's got a great He's leadership phenomenal. podcast. Uh, Dave um, Ramsey, uh, Entre Leadership is yes. a phenomenal book. Very, very basic, um, but incredible book. Great principles. I love that one. Uh, yep. Love Craig. Phenomenal. Yeah. So check them out. Um, maybe one of them will, will give you a tip that will take your leadership to the next level. We've been glad to have you here with us and 
hopefully we'll see you again real soon. Until next time.